What if you treated your mental health the same way you treat your dog? Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a licensed therapist, online mental health coach, and I have anxiety and depression. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. Are you ready? Let's do this. Do you have pets? Cats, dogs, fucking guinea pigs, some shit. I don't know. Do you have a pet? Let's talk about the way you care for that animal. Freaking goldfish. I literally don't care. You think about that little creature when you wake up in the morning. You feed them. You give them water. You take them outside if you need to. Or you scoop the litter box or clean up their pen. Whatever that may look like, right? For my situation, I am going to talk about our new puppy. Her name is Honey. She's a purebred golden retriever. She's four months old, and I love her so much. She is my brother's dog's baby. Okay, so my brother's puppy had puppies. (laughs) My brother's dog, Lucy, had 11 golden retriever puppies, and we brought one home. And her name is Honey, and we love her so much. So... Now that we got that cleared up, I was thinking today as we're moving into our new house and more to come on that later, but now we have a new puppy, our new house, and I was taking her in and out all day, going potty outside, picking up her poop, getting her food and water, right? Making sure she is getting enough exercise, playing with her. And I was like, damn. I wish I was giving the same amount of love and nurturing and discipline to my mental health as I am giving to this puppy. Like I was thinking about because the I'm using like our little front closet um, mudroom area for her food and water right? Because I have to have a door to that area so that Lars is not eating dog food nor splashing around in her water all day, right? So I open it intermittently for her throughout the day when she goes by it to tell me that she's hungry. And this evening I'm like in a mood, you know, just a little funky funk. And she walked up to me and then meandered over to the mudroom where her food is. And I was like, oh shit, I need to get up and open that door for her so she can eat. So I get up and do that. And as I'm doing it going, wow, wow, that one simple indicator, her walking up and then nudging the door told me what she needed. And I immediately responded. And I thought, what if I did that with my own mental health? What if at night when I'm laying in bed, scrolling TikTok for God knows how long, And I say to myself, it would be more beneficial if I did a meditation or some deep breathing or my bilateral stimulation or maybe wrote in my journal. But then I choose to just continue scrolling on my phone instead. What if I had the same nurturing attitude toward my own mental health 
as I do to this sweet new puppy. She starts wandering around smelling for something. Oh, I know it's time. We got to go outside and go potty, right? And like clockwork, we just make it happen. I know she needs to be outside and move her body and get shit done. Okay, I make that happen for her. And y'all are doing this too, right? You're taking care of your pets. You are loving on them. You are making sure that they are eating, that they go to the vet when they need to, right? You buy them toys and collars and you love on them and you tell them how good, sweet puppies they are and how amazing, right? You're doing all of that for your dog or your goldfish, whatever. And I'm wondering why we're not having the same respect for ourselves. Like, honestly, some of us are like, treating our mental health like a puppy left in the cold like he got no little booties on nobody's feeding him no one's keeping him warm he just be out there barking howling at the moon waiting for somebody to love on him okay he hasn't eaten in days he doesn't have a safe warm space to sleep right nobody caring about him That is how your mental health is being treated. You would never. You're like cringing at the idea of this lonesome little puppy going without love and attention. But you're so okay with that being your mental health. Interesting, right? So how do we resolve this? How do we start changing our behaviors so that we are able to take care of ourselves. We are able to nurture our mental health and make it a priority. I do believe that discipline and like resolve plays a a role in this, like being able to say, hey, this is important to me. I'm going to prioritize this and make it happen. But there's also a lot of factors that are at play here. Resources, right? Do you have access to medical care? Are you able to go to therapy if you want to? Can you afford it? Do you have a safe, reliable vehicle to get you to those appointments? Do you have a Wi-Fi connection if you're going to do telehealth? Um, And if you can't afford it, what other resources and options do you have? You know, you're obviously engaged in free resources by simply listening to this podcast, but what else are you doing? You know, do you have trauma from past therapy and, you know, negative experiences impacting you wanting to dig in again, right? Because a lot of us have past negative experiences with therapists where it has lessened our desire to engage in therapeutic services because it was not a good experience. And so you're like, fuck that. I'm not doing it again. Um, do you have supportive friends and family, people who care and, you know, are, you can talk to about the work that you're putting in because mental health is lonely and isolating. You know, are you checking in with people? These are all things that like, we have to address first because if you're not sleeping, if you're not eating, if you don't have safe spaces and resources, it's going to make it really difficult to say, yep, I need to start taking my mental health seriously. I need to start caring for myself. 
Like we have to hierarchy of needs, you, based on your hierarchy of needs, you have to have certain things in place before you can address things such as your mental health. Like you have to be fed and clothed and warm and safe, right? And then you need the emotional support, like knowing you're going to have people who have your back and are engaged with you in the process and supportive of you seeking healing, right? So you have to consider all of those things. And once you consider all of those, if you're still saying, yep, I have all of those things or I have most of those things, what's my next step, right? You have to make that decision to like actively do things differently. When you catch yourself scrolling TikToks or going the entire day without eating and wondering why your brain is foggy and you can't think straight and you don't feel well. Um, If you are, you know, committed to your bullet journal, but it only lasts for one day and then you give up on it again or whatever, right? You have to accept that this is not an all or nothing journey. It is not a, oh, I'm listening to this podcast and now I feel so motivated by Jacqueline's tough love and I really want to start taking my mental health seriously. You know, what she said about treating my dog better than I treat my own mental health is so true and I got to make some changes. You have to understand that that is going to take time and what you would consider failure before you get it right. You are going to struggle. You are going to fall back into old habits. And what happens, what you think about when that happens, because it will happen, that's the deciding factor. So if that happens and you catch yourself, oh, it's been three days since I've journaled. God, I can't stick to anything. It's pointless. It's not even worth doing. Right? Or, oh, it's been a week and I said I was going to start doing blank and I haven't. Does that mean that's no longer important? No, that moment right there is the deciding factor on whether you're going to make a change or not. If you place judgment and you say, see, I can't do anything right. See, I can't stick with anything. I suck at this. I'm never going to get better. If you speak to yourself that way, then nothing will change because now you've entered the shame spiral and nothing changes out of shame. You are not going to hate yourself into better mental health, okay? So we don't want to come at this from a place of shame. Rather, what we need to do is when we notice that, oh, it's been a few days since I've journaled and I I really wanted to start prioritizing that. We say, that's okay. I've got this. I'm going to do this. This is still important to me. And it's okay that I missed a few days. Maybe I had something else going on, right? That simple acknowledgement that says, oh, that's okay. That's okay. I know we set out to do this and it's important and we want to prioritize it. So it would be ideal if we did it consistently every day, right? That's probably what would yield the best results. However, it's okay. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's not black or white. Sometimes things come up and there's nothing wrong with that. If you change that simple statement in the moment, you go from a sense of shame to a sense of empowerment and you can create lasting change from a place of empowerment. 
You cannot from shame. So simply tweaking the way that you're speaking to yourself as you resolve to do things differently and you are making different choices and prioritizing your mental health, do so with compassion and kindness. Do so with grace and acknowledging that this journey is going to look differently for all of us and it's meant to, right? But today we are deciding that we deserve to be loved and prioritized just as much as we do with our pets who we so adore. Y'all are amazing. I love hanging out with you. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with me and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.